fellow football fans. Chris DeServo here with Inside the Hashes, and today we are joined by Michigan State graduate defensive tackle Naquan Jones. Naquan took time out of his day to open up and give Inside the Hashes and the rest of the world a look at a player trying to fulfill his dream and hear his name called at this year's NFL Draft. All right, Naquan Jones, so can you talk about your younger days? You know, what was it like growing up, you know, in Evanstown, Illinois? Uh, so, I, okay, Evanston, um, growing up, it was, I mean, it's, it's a very crazy community, you know, um, everyone knows each other. So uh, some of my really good friends to this day I've known since I was probably, you know, four or five years old. Um, I started playing football and basketball at a very early age. Um you know, that's that's what's so crazy about Evanston is that, you you know, you have a bunch of guys in a lot of similar situations where you – because I, I started playing basketball and football when I was five years old. And, um, you know, I I've, I've played all the way up into high school, you know, with that same group of guys. So we built that camaraderie and we, you know, built that chemistry. And it's, it, it doesn't go from just like, you know, playing youth football or youth basketball. We, we played on the same AAU team. Um, there's only one high school in Evanston. So, you know, you go to high school with all these people you grew up with and it was, it was a really big high school, but everyone knows each other. That's just, you know, how crazy the community is. Um, yeah, it's kind of big, you know, a big little town, but everyone knows each other. And I think that's what, you know, helped me, you know, build relationships with a bunch of different people. Now, I know you said you played basketball in your younger, what drove you to focus, you know, mainly on football. So that way you are where you are today. Uh, actually, so <laughs> what drove me was my grandmother. She, uh, she sat me down actually my sophomore year of high school. And, um, she basically, uh, we had a conversation because I, I thought, you know, I'd be, you know, in the process of being in the NBA draft right now or something like that or playing, you know, division one basketball, you know, at someone's school. But she sat me down my sophomore year and she, she told me basically like, there's not too many six four centers in the in the league, you know, that are successful and there aren't really too many six four centers at all, you know, outside of high school basketball. You know, guys are seven feet now, like how are you gonna match up to that type of guy? And um it, it was a it was a reality check and it was hard to hear, obviously, because you know, I, I grew up playing, you know, basketball. Basketball was probably my number one sport growing up. And um, you know, I had to just, you know, take that in and you know, push basketball to the side. I, I stopped playing my sophomore year and, you know, football became a full commitment to me. And um, after that, I mean, offers started coming in and, you know, I was, I could invest fully into football. You know, I didn't have to worry about basketball, but I, you know, I thank basketball so much and I, you know, because it correlates so much to the field. My footwork has improved. Um, and I've always had pretty good feet just because I was playing basketball, you know, just good awareness and, you know, just good vision, you know, that all, you know, that's what playing two sports really helped, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of skill that I had on the court, you know, correlates to the football field. Now from doing some research on you, I also know, you know, you're not, you know, um, wary of adversity that you faced, you know, through your younger days, you know, could you give yeah. our audience, you know, a little bit of a you know deeper look at some of the, you know, tough times that you faced and how it got you, you know, to where you are today? So yeah, I've I've faced quite a bit of adversity in my life. Um, my freshman year of high school, um, I lost one of my best friends, uh, DJ Coleman. He was killed in Evanston, actually, and um, it was an extremely tough time for the entire community because, uh, like I said, everyone knows each other. Um, we all grew up together, and every like 
all the older people in the community knew us from watching our games, probably coaching us. And it, it was very tough. Um, it, it was something that was senseless, random. And um, it, it kind of just, you know, opened the eyes of everyone in our community because we lost someone that I, not only me, I consider family, but the entire community. Um, I also, my freshman year of high school was uh, diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. And uh, I was I was taken out of sports my freshman year of high school, and uh, it, it was a very tough time for me. Um, you know, sinking to depression, and you know, my personality. I, I always want to be around people. You know, I'm very outgoing, and and it, that just wasn't me. You know, it, not only like my grandmother, my mother, my family was seeing that, but you know, some of my close friends were obviously seeing that I was going through you know a tough time, and uh, I had to. You know, my grandmother, my mom took me to probably six, five or six different doctors just to get a second opinion, get tests done. So that's basically what my freshman year looked like. I had to uh, deal with, you know, making sure my heart was fine, you know, so I could be able to play sports again. And uh, I ended up overcoming that. You know, um, I got a bunch of tests done, you know, readings just showing me that that was the way I was born. Um, nothing was developing and nothing was going, you know, my heart was fine. So I was able to jump back into sports and, um, it was tough because, um, I grew up, you know, my father was in and out of my life. He, he was, he spent a lot of time in jail. So it, it was tough, you know, growing up without like that set father figure, you know, there all the time. Um, he's currently in jail right now and he's scheduled to get out in May. So we, you know, we, we have a really good relationship, but it's it's to a certain extent. And um, that becomes challenging sometimes because, uh, you know, I, I also lost my mother last year and well, in 2019, my junior year. And um, it, it just became such a struggle because I felt like I didn't really have a parent to lean on. You know, uh, my grandmother, I, I leaned on her heavy. Me and her have a, a great, a great relationship. And um it was just tough. You know, I had to stay strong for my two younger sisters and it, it like, sometimes you want to, you know, just break down because, you know, it's, it's a very emotional thing, but I have to stay strong for them. I have to stay strong for my grandmother because she sacrificed so much for me. And I, you know, I just want to give her the world. And that, I mean, that, that just pushed me, you know, so far in life to just, you know, and, and it showed me that as long as you stay the course, then, you know, things will work out in your favor. Um, obviously in times like that, you know, it would be super easy to give up and, and just, you know, hang everything up. But I know that's not what my mom wanted for me. Um, she pushed me and, you know, and I know she's still looking down on me and, you know, as much as she, you know, wanted me to be successful on the field, she also, you know, valued my academics way more than that. And I was able to graduate in December and, you know, get my degree. So I know she was extremely proud of that. And, you know, that, that all just was all a motivating factor for me to get everything that I needed to get done, done. You know, a lot of NFL players, you know, they've talked about mental health awareness, you know, from Dak Prescott to Hayden Hurst. How important, you know, is mental health to you? And also, do you try to, you know, talk to people? Do you, like, how do you work through, you know, your own issues so that way you can come out on top? And, I mean, you're obviously done something right. I mean, you're on preparing for the NFL draft, I can promise you a lot of people in your position will probably give up. And, you know, I just want to hear, you know, how important is it 
to you to make sure your mental, you know, take care of your mentals. Like Marshawn Lynch said, how important is that to you? Um, it's extremely important. You know, um, my mom was dealing with depression, I mean, depression. And, um, that was something that we were all able to, you know, see, um, me and my two younger sisters and my grandmother, um, everybody in my, you know, immediate family knew that she was going through problems and, you know, that caused her to lead down the path that, you know, that, you know, her life ended. And it, um, it's very important, you know, and, and I see a lot where it's like, oh, the gentle giant and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's easy to flip a switch and, you know, be that aggressive, like physical force on the field, but off the field, I try to just be as peaceful as I can. Um, I try to be as happy as I can, you know, just because um, you never know what anybody else is going through. I can't read anyone's mind, but, you know, it, it being kind and, you know, just expressing, you know, good feelings with people, that goes a long way. Um, there are days when I'm completely in my head and I can only think about, seems like I'm only thinking negative thoughts and just talking to people, you know, helps me out, especially my grandmother and my two sisters and my niece. Um, a lot of my happiness comes from my niece, actually. Uh, I look at pictures of her or I'll FaceTime my sister and, you know, ask to talk to my niece. And um, that, that helps me out a lot. How old is um, she? She's one. <laughs> yeah, so she's just a little baby, but I mean, she brings me so much joy that you know I could could be having the worst of worst days, and I just look at a picture of her, and I'll, I'll get happy. So it um, it, you know, obviously it's different for different people, but I've learned to you know deal with the reality of life. Um, I've learned to you know because before I I would used to you know want to just take these problems on by myself and you know I felt like no one else could help me but everyone needs help in their own way in a little way you know so it um just speaking and communicating and reaching out to people that that's the best thing for me um you know just you really have to identify your circle and people that really have you know your best interest at heart and um that's what I've you know I've figured out over these past few years and um I just try to do my best with communicating with people because that that goes a long way, and that, that really does help your mental state. Now, you were a four-star recruit, you know, coming out of Illinois. Uh, you know, the decision going to Michigan State, um, you know, what was the thought process during your whole recruiting, you know, event? Uh, okay, so it was um, it was fairly easy. Um, throughout my recruiting, I, I knew I wanted to play under Coach D'Antonio. He, um, so in my high school career, I had, uh, I had like, a little grade situation going on, and um uh, it was, you know, I put myself in a hole. Obviously, I was going through some things in school, and I was never a huge academic guy. You know, I, school was not <laughs> school was not my, you know, my forte. But it, um, it, I, I put myself in a hole, which made a lot of schools, you know, turn away from me. And um, one thing that you know I noticed in Michigan State, Coach D'Antonio was coming to my school, you know, pretty frequently. He was there. Uh, at one point he was there probably almost every week um just you know scheduling meetings you know talking to my academic advisor my my coordinators and my teachers to try to figure out a plan so I can uh get my GPA up to obtain the scholarship to Michigan State um you know that showed me that he cared about me more you know more than just a football player um he cared about my success off the field as well and you know he cared about me as a person so that made my uh, that made my decision to go to Michigan State, you know, pretty easy. That 
my parents love that. Um, like I said, my mom, um, obviously she wants me to be, she wanted me to be successful on the field, but she, she cared way more about academics and if I was playing sports or not, you know, so she fell in love with that right away. Um, I, I also um, ended up decommitting from Michigan State for a little period of time, not to necessarily, you know, I just wanted to take official visits and uh, obviously the coaching staff wasn't too happy with that, but it, um, they still stuck around and, you know, I was still able to recommit to Michigan State. So I, I just knew that was home for me. I knew that was where I wanted to be. Um, you know, they were just coming off the season where they went to the playoffs and I, I knew it was a, you know, a successful program. Um, I was going in with big dreams and big hopes and, um, you know, I'm excited. And if I could do it all over again, I would. What was the experience of being redshirt as a freshman? Like, um, being redshirt as a freshman, I mean, obviously, you know, it was, it was tough for me, you know, um, I'm very competitive. Uh, you know, I, I, I never, I never, you know, at a point in my life was the type of player where I was okay with, you know, not playing or, you know, coming off the bench and, you know, just because of the competitive, the competitiveness, the competitive, this <laughs> nature that I have, um, I, you know, that sometimes, you know, it, it bothered me, but I looked at it as an opportunity to get better. Um, I came in every day, you know, and we were going, I was on the scout team, obviously, and I was, you know, playing against the number one offense and I was competing, you know, so that showed me that, you know, I, I do belong. Um, obviously, you know, you get put on a scout team, you know, questions your confidence and, you know, it, um, it, it'll bother you, you know, some people get fed up with it. Um, but I, I you know, I, I really took that as an opportunity to get better and prepare myself for the next season. So it, it, you know, just because I want to play and I want to make an impact wherever I am, I took that as, you know, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit, but in the long scheme of things, you know, I'm happy it ended up working out that way. And it, it really prepared me for that next season. How would you describe your progression as a football player, you know, from being a freshman to graduating um, and being ready for the NFL draft? How did Michigan State put you in the position where you are today? Um, I feel like Michigan State, you know, prepped me so much. Um, I've learned so much more about the game than when I came in as a freshman. Um, you know, just small, just minor technique things, um, but, you know, it opened my eyes. Once you get game experience, it really opens your eyes to a broad, like, a broad view of how the game is going to go. And, you know, my, my awareness picked up, you know, my, my instincts, like, have picked up just to, you know, find the ball, make plays, do what I need to do. Um, with a young, you know, 18-year-old coming into Michigan State, um, I'm playing against guys that are, you know, that are going to be playing every Saturday. Um, that, you know, that helped me out a lot. Um, I also, you know, my coaching staff made it fairly easy going into games because we were so properly, like, they informed us, like, every week a great – they did a great job, actually. So we were, you know, we were prepared. We were ready. We knew who we were going to play against every week. We watched film. We broke down their film, you know, found out tendencies. And, you know, and, and not only just play on the field, you know, they helped me with how to watch film you know, what to look for, um, what tendencies you'll find if you just watch film a little bit. Um, so, I, I mean, I've come a long way. Uh, you know, I play with more power, play with more aggression, um, play with, you know, more technique. Um, even now from, you know, training at this short period of time, you know, for the past two months, um, 
hands are so important. Um, you know, no wasted movements, um, different just things like that. And, you know, because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my dream is to play in the NFL and I'm working towards playing at the highest level of football. Guys are extremely talented. Guys are, you know, very technique sound and guys are very powerful and strong, you know, so it's not like high school or even college anymore. You know, you have to develop your game and take it to that next level. And I feel like Michigan State put me in the best place to, you know, achieve my goals and my dreams. And, you know, just only, you know, time will tell and just keep working towards it. What was it like having a new coaching staff? Um, it was it, it was very different, but, you know, they Coach Tucker and Coach D'Antonio share a lot of the same similarities. Um, you know, Coach Tucker wants to implement winning every day. Uh, he's not a, you know, he's a, he's a competitor as well. So, he you know, he wants the best guys to be there. Um, you know, it just, just minor changes. You know, he's bringing his culture to Michigan State, you know. Um, Coach D'Antonio was very, you know, He's very standard, set the standard. Um, you know, Michigan State is what it was, that Michigan State football, that's what it's going to be. Coach Tucker's adding a little, I would say, like a little flavor to it. You know, he, he's bringing his own little, like, swag from Colorado to Michigan State. And, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys like that. Um, you know, I don't, I can't, the way, the coaching style is fairly similar, actually, you know, um, with those two. And, I like that because it made it a lot easier to, you know, adjust. And it it really didn't, you know, the, the difference wasn't noticeable that much, you know. And um, just the two, it, they both love winning, you know. So that, that made it very easy to play for both of these two head coaches. So I have to hear from the perspective of a player, what's it like playing in the Big Ten? Um, playing in the Big Ten, I, I honestly think we're playing in the best conference. Um, you know, it, as far as every week, week after week, you're going to be playing against somebody that, you know, that's going to play. There's not going to be any games where you just steamroll a team and, and there's not going to be games where you can take off. Um, you know, everybody's competing in the Big Ten. Um, you know, people are going to play. Everybody wants to win. You know, it, it, it's it's a great feeling to play in Indianapolis, play in the Big Ten Championship, and everyone wants to get there. So with that being said, I mean – like I said, I, I do feel like the Big Ten is the best conference. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just, a, you know, everybody everybody wants to win. So it, it's a challenging conference. But, you know, if you if you beat certain teams and you, you get the job done in that conference, you know you really got a good team, you know, and you can feel good about yourself. Looking back at your time at Michigan State, do you have a top moment, you know, from a game or from a situation that you were in, um, something that you want to kind of bring to light? Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, the two times we beat Michigan, um, yeah. those are probably those, <laughs> those. Those are those are amazing times. Um, especially, you know, uh, in 2017, um, we we went in that game as an underdog, and you know, um, I can't remember what they were ranked at the time, but it, it was a great win. Uh, the rain, it was ridiculous. The rain was coming down like sideways, actually, and. Uh, you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't even see someone like a couple feet in front of you. That's how much it was raining. And uh, we went to Ann Arbor, you know, and, and brought Paul back home. It, it was just amazing feeling, you know, having a celebration on their field. Um, they've got that big field, but it, it, it gets quiet, you know, when you <laughs> when the Spartans are doing things right, you know, that field gets quiet. And, um, you know, just uh, this past 2020 year, beating them again, um, 
there's no feeling like that. Um, it, you know, it, it's an amazing feeling, especially because they're going to play you as hard as they can play. You know, as much as they, you know, the rival, whatever, Ohio State, whatever they want to say. No, they they understand what happens when they're playing against Michigan State, and it, they're going to bring their A game. So when you when you beat a team like that, you know you understand that who wants it more. Basically, that's what, it's a game of who wants it more. And when you beat them, it, it's such a great accomplishment. You know, in college, you know, your last year, you had a little bit of a limited snap count. It seemed like you weren't on the field maybe as much as before. Um, you know, what kind of production are you looking to have at the NFL level? You know, are you telling scouts, you know, that you are someone that wants to be on the field, you know, all three downs, four downs, or, you know, what are you looking to have, you know, as a cent, you know, in your production at the NFL? Yeah. Um, so uh, that just goes into me personally. Um, you know, I've, I've dropped weight since I lost, since I left school. Um, I probably lost about 15 pounds already since just training. Um, it, it goes into that. Uh, you know, I feel like I need to be more conditioned. Um, I feel like I need to be able to play longer, you know, just so I'm not considered a run stopper and, you know, develop more of a pass rush so I can play, you know, all three downs. Like I said earlier, you know, my competitive nature is going to, you know, I'm going to want to be on the field as much as I can. Um, I understand now that it's a little different, you know, this is, this is a job, it's a career, you know, and, you know, it, you don't want to be labeled as a guy that can only play two plays. You know, I have to get off the field. I want to play as much as I can, and I want to contribute as much as I can. I've, uh, I've, I tell scouts that all the time, you know, my competitive nature. Um, I'm not a guy that's going to be, you know, happy with being on the practice squad, you know, just because that's me. I want to go to a team, and I want to make an impact, you know, and um, I understand that, I've, you know, my snaps have sometimes been limited at Michigan State, and, you know, um, I, I worked as hard as I could to, you know, in, increase those snaps. But, you know, it's just it's a different level of competitiveness and it, it's a different level of like, you know, play. You have to take it up a notch. And it, it's not necessarily if you're not playing well enough, then, OK, then you, you drop down to third string. No, you're done. So um, that that kind of helped my mentality and, you know, and switch things up in my mind, my perspective. It's, you have to be the best of the best. So I'm going to be working every day to do what I can to become that and, you know, play as much as I can. How are you putting in the work this offseason? Is it um, strictly working out? Are you looking at your diet? Um, what steps are you taking? Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, that all it all plays into it. Uh, I have been working on my diet. You know, like I said, I've lost like 15 pounds already. Um, I, you know, really critiquing like the small things. Um, right now I'm – I'm getting ready for my pro day on the 24th. So that's kind of been the main focus of me just, you know, um, working out in that direction, but I'm still doing things. Uh, I still do field work and I still do, you know, position work as far as, you know, learning different technique from the D line perspective. But my main focus right now has just been, you know, the, the combine drills basically. So I can, uh, you know, excel at those. So the scouts can see that, you know, I can perform in those areas as well. Can you let you know us fans know what the combine is going to look like this year? I know it's going to be a little bit different. Um, what have you heard on your side about how it's going to look when all said and done? Yeah, so um, we've had to do a lot of stuff online, actually a lot of virtual things, and um, it, so there's really the furthest extent of the combine this year is probably going to be like an examination, just like blood test, um, like blood work and different medical examination stuff like that. Um, 
I don't think there's going to be any physical stuff. Um, we get emailed pretty regularly um, on different things we need to like complete, like different assessments and stuff like that. So it it's it's tough, and then you know it, it's different. It's a, it's a lot different, but you know it's still you you know you you feel good to be invited. You know, knowing that there, if there was a combine, you'd be there in Indianapolis, and um, it, you know it's it's kind of it kind of helps you be responsible. You know, you got to check your email pretty, you know, frequently and, you know, still get these things done for the combine. With your uh, recent weight loss and preparing for the combine, have you noticed a change, you know, in your weightlifting and, you know, in your 40 time? Yeah. Um, actually a lot of change, you know, I, I feel quicker. I feel better. Um, you know, it, I, I've taken, you know, the responsibility to, you know, try to do a little bit of extra cardio after my workouts every day. And it's noticeable, you know, I, I feel better, um, you know, just like my body, um, being able to bend and, and cut and plant off my legs. Uh, it's a lot, it takes a lot of stress off my legs. Um, and, and I just feel better as a person, you know, um, I want to be able to, you know, play those long, like 10, 10 play drives and, without getting tired and chase the ball down and, you know, do different things like that to just show how I'm different. And um, I want to be able to do that consistently. You know, I want to be able to dominate a game, you know, play in, play out and, uh, you know, losing weight and, you know, getting my body right and eating right has, you know, definitely, you know, put me in the right direction. Have you talked to any NFL scouts recently, um, you know, as you prepare for your pro day? Yes, I have actually. Um, I met with the Patriots probably for the fourth time, you know, this week. And uh, I met with Jacksonville on uh, last Saturday and I met with the Rams for the past uh, two days. So it's been kind of, you know, I, I, I'm on my phone a lot anyway. So, it, you know, it's easy to, you know, have these conversations and, you know, be aware when teams are reaching out. Um, I actually met with probably around like 15 teams when I was in Hawaii for the hula bowl. So that, uh, you know, that process is, you know, it was, it was, it was very, you know, time consuming, but I knew I was on a business trip, so I didn't mind it at all. Um, you know, teams are finally starting to, you know, really watch the hula bowl and get on, get all, get all the film from that game. And, uh, you know, I had a, I had a recent kind of pro day with my agency in California. So, it, um, they're getting all the film from that as well. So, you know, I feel like a lot of teams are going to start reaching out after that once they, you know, really break down all that film. How'd you enjoy your time at the Hula Bowl? I mean, it must be nice to have a, you know, a business trip to Hawaii to be able to play some football. But what was the the experience like learning from the coaching staff, you know, at the NFL level that they play at? Yeah, um, Rex Ryan, he uh, he's a great coach. Um, he you know very laid back, um, straight to the point. Uh, it was it was great. Um, I I can you know I I was sitting on my balcony one day in my room and I you know. I, I'm just kind of looking around like, wow, I'm really in Hawaii playing football. Like it was a realization that, you know, this, this game, you know, really takes you places. And, you know, I, I remember when I was five years old and, you know, I really didn't even want to play football. And now I'm sitting here at 23 and I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm all the way like across the country, you know, and, and on an island playing football. And it, it was an amazing feeling, you know, um, Obviously, like I said, I was at a business trip, but just seeing, you know, you know, this island, beautiful island, paradise, waking up every morning and, you know, it, you know, beautiful weather. And it, it, it was amazing. You know, I, I never thought I'd be in Hawaii playing a football game. And 
I'm just super grateful and, you know, happy I was able to, you know, showcase my talents in that game. What have you heard in regards to where you're looking to get drafted at? You know, I've seen that, you know, people got you in the fifth round a little bit later. Um, what have you heard on your side? Uh, you know, I've I've heard many different things, and I try to not really listen to that because you never know at the end of the day. I mean, only, you know, you can control what you can control. And, you know, I, I don't want to get caught up in the hype of anything like that. And, you know, the only thing I can do is work at this point. Wherever I get drafted, you know, that's, that's what I did. You know, I can control. That's the only thing I could control is, you know, uh, where I where I put myself and what situation I put myself in. But, I, you know, I just try to keep my head down and just keep working towards the little things, you know, chop away at a time. Uh, I knew going into the Hula Bowl I had to take care of business in that game. And, you know, I did that and had a pretty good game. And next on the line is Pro Day. So I need to go to Pro Day and perform as well as I can and, you know, to my best ability. And you can just pray and only, you know, ask God, you know, what he has in store for you, you know, so I don't really, I really listen to all the, you know, projections or, you know, things like that. Um, I just try to, you know, work every day to get to the point where I want to be because, you know, just making it to the next level at, you know, at any level is, um, you know, is a blessing. So, I, you know, I don't really listen to any of that type of stuff of, you know, where they think I'm, where, where they think I'll be drafted. What would it mean to you, though, to get that phone call? Um, and hear your name uh, be drafted over the TV when you're watching ESPN or whatever. I mean, what's that kind of feel like? Obviously, you, know, you don't know because it happen- hasn't happened yet, but I can't imagine that you don't think about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a dream of mine. You know, um, it, it would be unreal. You know, it would be a surreal feeling just hearing my name being drafted, like being called and, you know, just knowing that. A team, you know, took a, ch- took a chance on me. And, you know, they, they were very interested enough in me to, you know, and pick me and to play on their team. You know, I like I said, I I've been dreaming of this forever, and you know, to to hear that call and finally it finally be reality, it it would be an unreal moment for me. You know, something that I'll never forget. Um, for my family as well. You know, um, they know how hard I've worked. You know, I, my my grandmother, she sacrificed everything for me to be where I am, and. You know, for her to, you know, experience that with me, it it would be, you know, amazing. I no feeling like it. You know, any idea, you know, what the first thing is going to be that you spend some NFL money on? You know, have you thought about that? Obviously, it's a little bit bigger of a paycheck than you're planning on. You know, I know, obviously, the money is not the most important part, but, you know, have you put any thought to how you're going to kind of, you know, change your life, you know, for the better? Right. Uh, so I'm actually working right now on you know, working towards getting my license. So the first thing that I'll probably get is some sort of car vehicle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because I, so I was actually funny story. I was voting in high school, <laughs> most likely to ask for a ride because everyone knew I didn't have my license. So, I, I, so you know, I, I can't wait to just drive around and I pull up on somebody and they crying behind the wheel, you know, so it, I, I can't wait for that. Um I am in that process of, yeah, like I said, getting my license. So that'll probably be my first purchase is, a, you know, a car. Have you put any thought that if you're going to, how you're going to give back to the community, you know, or do you plan on just being a player that just focuses on the NFL part or are you looking to do a little bit more with the platform you're going to be given? Oh yeah, absolutely not. I, I mean, I, that my mentor, he, so he works here in Chicago where I am and he, um, you know, he, we, we discuss different plans every day on how to give back. Um, start different, you know, nonprofit organizations and, 
you know, just because like I, I grew up going through, you know, I, I grew up basically, you know, going through adversity and tough times. And I'm not the only kid that has gone through that. And I understand that, and especially being an inner city kid, like people go through struggles, you know, and especially kids at such a young age. And I can see them. I, I obviously see these kids and, you know, they look up to me and I want to be able to give back to them. Um it, yeah, so I, I have a bunch of conversations all the time with my mentor about doing different things in the community to help give back. And uh, I feel like I'm at the platform now where I can do that. But, you know, with, you know, obviously, like you said, a different, like an increase in paychecks and, you know, just being labeled as, you know, a player in the NFL, you know, that just brings your platform up even more. And once I get to that level, I feel like it'll be so much easier to get things rolling and, you know, just uh, please expect you know, things happening in the community and, you know, me giving back, you know, pretty regularly because that's what I want to do. I want to be known as a guy that, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, selfless and, and I, I love to, you know, be involved with kids and, you know, giving back any way I can. So, yeah, expect a lot of that. Awesome, Naquan. I really do appreciate you taking the time today, you know, not just to let me, but inside the hashes get a little bit look. You know, at the player and the person that you are, I really do – uh, I'm excited to see what you got, man. You're you're a really good guy. You know, I really do appreciate you letting us know about some of the struggles that you face because I'm sure a lot of the listeners, um, I'm sure a lot of listeners could use that. So I, I wish you nothing but the best, man. And thank you again, you know, for taking the time today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for um, you know, taking your time out, you know, to make this call possible. I really appreciate it. No, nah, it's no problem at all. Best of luck with everything and. You know, I'll be I'll be looking for you on draft day. I promise you, you'll get a text from me. Doesn't mean I need a response, but I promise you'll get a congratulations <laughs> out of me if you get drafted. Okay, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. I'd like to once again thank Naquan Jones for taking the time to talk some football with us today, and wish him nothing but the best in reaching his dream to hear his name called in this year's NFL draft. Check out Inside the Hashes for more player interviews like this one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other streaming services. You can also check out our Twitter and Instagram at Inside the Hashes, or visit our website at InsideTheHashes.com to learn about the X's and O's of the company.